Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for October 16th, 2022. Join me in our call to worship. When we are lonely and feeling lost, Jesus calls us and brings us hope and peace. When we are angry and frustrated, Jesus heals our wounds and soothes our tempers. When we are sorrowful and broken, Jesus binds up our wounds with his healing love. Come, let us worship the one who cares so abundantly for us. Amen.
Oh God, we thank you that you come so close to each of us, that you will not let us go, and that we are changed by your presence. Bless this knowledge to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Giver of song, we give thanks for songs that surround us in the dark of night and for songs that waken us when morning breaks. Give a song to all who need the comfort and reassurance of your presence, those in trouble or in pain, those overwhelmed by the demands of work, those struggling with addictions, and those whose past destroys their peace. Giver of song, sing through us and bring your world to joy and rest. Amen. 
Genesis 32, 3-31 Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have lived with Laban as an alien and stayed until now, and I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male and female slaves, and I have sent to tell my Lord in order that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies, thinking, If Esau comes to the one company and destroys it, then the company that is left will escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred, and I will do you good, I am not worthy of the least of all of the steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies." Deliver me, please, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him. He may come and kill us all, the mothers with the children. Yet you have said, I will surely do you good, and make your offspring as the sand of the sea which cannot be counted because of their number. So he spent that night there, and from what he had with him he took a present for his brother Esau. Two hundred female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty milch camels and their colts, forty cows and ten bulls, twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys. These he delivered into the hand of his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servants, Pass on ahead of me and put a space between drove and drove. He instructed the foremost, When Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you, To whom do you belong? Where are you going? And whose are these ahead of you? Then you shall say, They belong to your servant Jacob. They are a present sent to my lord Esau, and moreover he is behind us. He likewise instructed the second and the third and all who followed the droves, You shall say the same thing to Esau when you meet him, and you shall say, Moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me, and afterwards I shall see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on ahead of him, and he himself spent that night in the camp. That same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, 
and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Frederick Beekner calls this one an ancient, jagged-edged story, dangerous and crude as a stone knife. And maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I do know, for me, that this is one of my favorite Bible stories. It's not that I am much of a fan of wrestling, because I'm not. And it's not that Jacob is one of my biblical heroes, because he is not. I think part of it is because of the mysterious, otherworldly quality of the narrative. This is a really spooky story. And also, it is because this wrestling match left Jacob permanently changed. Permanently, irrevocably changed never to be the same again, the way any encounter with the divine should leave us changed. Jacob is quite the character. If you remember the story, Jacob, whose very name means supplanter, he who holds on by the heel, was born second in a set of twins holding on to his brother's heel. He was his mother's favorite, scheming with her to steal his brother Esau's blessing, just as he had stolen his birthright. He was a born conniver, a sneak, and a cheater. After stealing Esau's birthright and his blessing, sensing somehow that Esau was maybe just a bit angry with him for all that, he fled the country. He went into the country of Mesopotamia, settling in with his uncle Laban's people at Haran. There he met and fell in love with his beautiful cousin Rachel. This is where the tables turn for Jacob. This is where the cheater becomes the cheated. Because after Jacob has worked for Laban for seven years in order to earn Rachel's hand in marriage, Laban substitutes Leah, the older sister, disguising her under a heavy veil on the wedding night. Jacob discovers the deception in the morning when the marriage is already consummated. Then Jacob is stuck working seven more years in order to wed Rachel, who becomes his second but favored wife. But Jacob gets back at Laban. 
While working for Laban, he resorts to tricks and schemes to increase his flocks and herds at Laban's expense. When at last he notices that Laban has had it up to here with his cheating, he escapes with his wives, his children, his flocks and herds, all that he has, to return to Palestine. But here is where Jacob's cheating past catches up to him. Behind him is an angry father-in-law whom he has cheated. Ahead of him is an angry brother whom he has also cheated. Jacob is literally between a rock and a hard place. Jacob prays to God for protection. But Jacob is nothing if not clever. He begins sending large, impressive gifts across the river to Esau, a flock of goats, a flock of sheep, a herd of cattle, a drove of donkeys. He instructs his servants to interpret these gifts to Esau, to soften him up a bit before he has to meet Esau face to face. Then he sends his wives across the Jabbok River, along with his maids, his children, his servants, and all that he has and he is left alone as night falls. Suddenly, out of the darkness, he is seized by a stranger. The stranger leaps upon him and engages him in a wrestling match through the night. It is an evenly matched fight, it seems, because the wrestling match goes on and on until nearly dawn. It almost seems as if Jacob might just win this one, as he has won against so many opponents before. But then the stranger reaches out and strikes him on the hip socket, putting his hip out of joint. But Jacob will not let go. He clings to the stranger like a drowning man clings to a bit of shipwreck. Finally, just as dawn begins to creep over the horizon, the stranger pleads to be let go. Jacob refuses. Jacob holds fast to the stranger and says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The stranger asks Jacob for his name, which Jacob gives readily. Then the man says, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. But when Jacob, now Israel, asks for the stranger's name, the stranger asks, Why is it that you ask my name? Then he blesses him and disappears. Who is this stranger? Some might say a man. Some might say an angel. Some might say Jacob is wrestling with himself. If you ask Jacob, he would tell you, I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. I will close with the ending of Frederick Beekner's classic sermon, The Magnificent Defeat. The darkness has faded just enough so that for the first time he can dimly see his opponent's face. And what he sees is something more terrible than the face of death, the face of love. 
It is vast and strong, half ruined with suffering and fierce with joy. The face a man flees down all the darkness of his days until at last he cries out, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Not a blessing that he can have now by the strength of his cunning or the force of his will, but a blessing that he can have only as a gift. Power, success, happiness, as the world knows them, are his who will fight for them hard enough. But peace, love, joy are only from God. And God is the enemy whom Jacob fought there by the river, of course, and whom in one way or another we all of us fight. God, the beloved enemy. Our enemy because before giving us everything, he demands of us everything. Before giving us life, he demands our lives, ourselves, our wills, our treasure. Will we give them, you and I? I do not know. Only remember the last glimpse that we have of Jacob limping home against the great conflagration of the dawn. Remember Jesus of Nazareth staggering on broken feet out of the tomb towards the resurrection, bearing on his body the proud insignia of the defeat which is victory, the magnificent defeat of the human soul at the hands of God. Let us pray. O God, we pray for that blessing which requires everything from us. We pray for that blessing that leaves us forever changed by your great love. In Jesus' name, amen. Cannot drive the world until.
Receive the benediction. God invites us to be changed and to be blessed. May we never let go of the one who has the power to heal us and to hand us that magnificent defeat. Amen.